Hey, what's going on everyone? We got Dr. Dane Bartz over here, the host of the Train Smart episode by LF Education, aka Linked Fit. So today what we got going on, our title of our episode is going to be about becoming a real coach. So in today's conversation, we have my wife over here, other owner of Linked Fit, Alex Bartz. Alex, hey. if you want to say hi. Hi. But we're going to basically approach this conversation today and just overall this episode about becoming a real coach. And, and what does that really mean? You know, if you followed LinkFit for a long time, the LF education journey, you know, we've talked about becoming a real coach. And, and what does that really mean? And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, within the world of coaching, strength and conditioning, personal training, physical therapy, healthcare, allied professionals, whatever the case may be, just under that sports medicine umbrella, we have a lot to do. There's a lot of different facets that we all need to control. And I really do believe that the real acronym, you know, the, the real coaching, you know, whether if you're a real physical therapist, you're a real athletic trainer, you're a real coach, you're a real head coach, you're a real personal, whatever it is, there's so much that we can do within our jobs to really kind of help the quality of life for everyone that basically walks through our doors. And, and that's what it really should be about is always kind of helping people improve their quality of life. And, you know, trainers always kind of have that, that big, that big thing that we always kind of like want to work on is, you know, they making money, you know, I want to definitely help people out. But these are the tips and tricks that we're going to recommend to becoming a real coach. So in our first little question, I'm going to kind of get Alex involved over here is, you know, what does real stuff? What does real mean? What is the whole kind of like process? We don't have to explain it in each one of those principles and those links, but what does real mean? So real, we define as an acronym, R-E-A-L. Real meaning relationships, evaluate, actions, and learn. So we kind of section these into four different categories when we are talking about becoming a real coach. And each one I know we'll dive into a little bit deeper here on what exactly that means to have relationships, how to evaluate, how to do action items, and how to learn. So that really kind of sets you apart as a coach, becoming what we like to say as a real coach. Absolutely. I mean, you know, hands down, it's it's one of the hardest things to do within, you know, just the health industry. You know, we need to understand that there's a variety of methods and systems out there that that can be utilized. You know, we there's so much out there that potentially and Alex just to get you to kind of, you know, answer our next question for me, you know, what what are some like different methods that you you kind of practice in your in your in your career so far that you know has helped you become a a real coach. And we'll explain all this real coach here in a little bit, but let's get a little bit of information and description behind it. Well, and I think with any journey that you go on whether it's career-wise, whatever it is, it's important to understand your values, what's important to you, what you would want out of, this is a service industry, right? So being a part of the health and fitness wellness industry, it's a service industry. We're here to serve others. So I think it's important to understand where your values lie. And I think if you can understand what's important to you, it can help you dive into what's important to other people. And again, we all have different goals, so I'm not saying, oh, just because what you believe, someone else believes, but there are a lot of carryovers. So setting expectations for yourself and how you can and how you would want to be approached and how you 
would want to be helped by somebody. So I think kind of setting your values, your expectations are super important when kind of helping to understand how you can be successful in helping others. Um, so I think it's super important. Yeah, I mean, it really just sounds like you're, you're, you're digging deep. You know, when you get into just, you know, what you just mentioned, you're digging into your soul. You're digging into the principles. You're digging into your brain and just really trying to find, you know, the best practices for the individuals that you're working with. You know, so that that would be, you know, my big recommendation takeaway just from what you just said is, you know, dig deep and, and try to learn as much as you can, not just for your client's sake, but your sake as well. Well, and we all have experiences, right? And I think a lot of our experiences drive us to do the things that we do later on in life. Um, so being able to kind of use your story to better not only yourself, but potentially somebody else too. So keep that in mind when you are working with your clients. We all, we all have a story. We all have a journey that we're taking. Um, so being able to be open-minded and kind of accepting of all those different avenues is going to be really key when you are building this real expectations as a coach. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to get into just now what real means. I know I know we talked about each one briefly and just kind of what they uh, are basically like titled as. But when it comes into the first one and you mentioned relationships, you know, what about relationships should people really be kind of focusing on or just overall professionals should be focusing on when it comes to real coaching? Yeah, so at LinkedIn here, we use kind of a, the term, or the, we'll quote it as, the two C's of coaching. We not only need to look at ourselves as a coach, but we also need to consider our clients. So when we look at building relationships, we need to be able to build a relationship with ourselves, and that also with our clients. So now, are you meaning like a, a rapport, like kind of just, you know, building a rapport with them, or...? Absolutely. We definitely need to make sure you're building some type of rapport with your clients. Um, if you don't have rapport with your clients, um, you don't tend to be as you know successful in kind of helping your client on both ends, between yourself and your client end. Um, definitely rapport is super, super important. People are coming in at a very vulnerable state. Usually we find discrepancies within ourselves, so we're reaching out for help. So people come to you with very sensitive, vulnerable information that they're looking to you for guidance. So building that relationship with your clients so they can trust you and feel comfortable kind of disclosing information about their journey that they may have struggled with in the past or things that they want to accomplish. And they're coming to you for your expertise. So not only are you building your rapport with yourself or with your clients, excuse me, you have to build it with yourself. So how you can continue to help your clients reach those goals. Now, you mentioned, you know, as just a coach, you know, you mentioned the two C's, if I remember correctly, I mean, that was the two C's of coaching. Now, what about, you know, the coach? Like, you know, how, what, what do you recommend just on, you know, you're like, oh, well, you got the client side, but then you got the coach side. Like, how do you build a relationship with, I guess, your yourself, right? Well, there's quite a few different avenues. And when we do kind of work our way through the real acronym, we're gonna to touch base on this quite a bit. Another way you can do it though is continuing to build kind of rapport with your peers, other people in the field. Again, we, we're sponges, even though we may be experts in our field, we are continuing to learn and kind of grow 
as a person in the industry. Um, we don't know everything, so making sure we're kind of taking that time and that effort to kind of scope around and build relationships with other coaches in the area or other resources that you may use to be able to assist your clients. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that as empowering, you know, you know, building relationship networking. Like, you know, that, that's the big word that kind of you know comes up to me is, you know, building a network with individuals and, you know, just coming from my career, that was one of the biggest things that I, I wanted to do early on was, you know, build the relationship with just like minded individuals. We all understand that everyone might not have that same terminology, that same system, that same methodology, but in the same sense, they're going to have something on you. They're going to have something that potentially is this another way of thinking about something that you're like, wait, I, I actually didn't think about that at first. So I do believe, you know, that networking principle is, is, is huge. You know, we, we need to continue to build relationships with, you know, not just a client, but with the coach itself and other coaches, just to build that capacity up a little bit. You know, as we move on to the next one, we talked about evaluate, evaluation. You know, what about just in, you know, what you, you know, in your system, you know, talk about real coaching, what about evaluations? Like, you know, what does that really mean uh, within real coaching? Yeah, so again, we're always gonna kind of keep in mind those two C's of coaching. We wanna be able to be open-ended from both ends. It's not always just the client, it's not always just the coach. It comes into both of them and how we can enhance both sides to make all parties happy. So when we talk about evaluation, your clients come to you for a purpose, for a reason, right? I kind of briefly talked about discrepancies or something in their life that they want to change, right? So we need to evaluate where our clients stand where they stand in all aspects of their journey. This could be, you know, we talk about the behavior change model, right? So where are they at in their behavior change? Are they ready? Are they committed to making? Are they in the action stage? Are they in the maintenance stage? Where are they at? We need to evaluate how our clients move. We need to, basically, we need to understand our clients as a whole. Every aspect about their journey, we need to start to kind of do some discovery on. And if we can evaluate what our clients' goals and needs are, we can help ourselves as coaches to help them fit those goals and needs. So that might mean, hey, I need to reach out to one of my resources. Hey, maybe I need to do some self-discovery as a coach into this particular condition that they have. Just so I'm aware, you know, not that we're necessarily treating or curing things, but it's good to have an understanding of what's going on with your clients' needs and goals. That way, again, it kind of opens up the toolbox for you and kind of evaluating your skills as a coach and how you can also enhance those skills to better help your clients. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, you, the two C's, you know, obviously evaluating your clients, you know, I, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but, you know, body compositions, movement assessments, and I do believe that is truthfully like one of the biggest things that coaches do miss, you know, is the opportunity to actually take time and to assess them, screen them, test them, whatever it is, just because if you really don't have a baseline of someone or a specific parameter or a data point in the metrics, does it really mean anything? No. And, and that's the big thing that, you know, 
I think people should be doing is evaluating. And as you mentioned, not just evaluating clients, but evaluating yourself. Is there anything else that you wanted to add within just, you know, the evaluation? Well, I think it's important to also, as part of the evaluation, again, your clients are coming in, they're ready to make change. They want to change, you know, two days ago. But setting up those real expectations for them during your evaluations or during your assessment process to help kind of educate your clients in the sense that, hey, these are the steps that I need to take as a coach to better help you. So I think kind of putting everyone on the same leveling field or the same kind of playing field, like, hey, there's reasons why we're doing this. There's reasons why I'm gathering this information. That way I can help and assist you because if I don't know the information or if I don't know what's going on in your journey, I may miss something that could be limiting you from helping reach your potential or you know, there could be some limiting factors within your own journey that could oversee. So I think having that expectation with your clients as well. Yeah, so true. I mean, you got you got to be, I guess, in a sense, like honest with your clients, you know, when you're evaluating them, let them know why you're doing it. Just to, you know, we're not doing things just because it's cool and exciting. Oh, There's 100%. reasons. Sure, we want to do those fun things. But I think it's important to make sure you're disclosing that information in that respectable way. 100%. I mean, as we move into like the third portion, the A, action, and you know, to me, just this seems like the one that might take a little bit more time or just over others, just a lot going on. And I know we're, we're kind of on a time crunch, but you know, what, within real coaching, what is that action? What, what is that? What is that? Well, the action is kind of just that it's the action output. So now that we have, you know, the information we need to help our clients, we need to put it into action and kind of using, starting with the client aspect, putting the program together, putting them on the plan, putting them into a routine, getting a systematic play-by-play -play together. And I think it's important to also have plan A, plan B, potentially plan C, because we don't live in a square box. Everything is constantly changing. So plan A may need to be modified a little bit. Or after you're working with you know a particular time frame, hey, okay, this doesn't work with my schedule. How can we make adjustments to their programming to help better continuing to better, you know, assist them and, you know, kind of taking actions into your own hands as well as the coach, you know, being able to put time and energy into this. We don't want cookie cutter things. We're not, I would say, joke, depending on what season we're in, we're either unique snowflakes or we're unique butterflies. So putting time into effort with your clients can help them kind of reach those action items. Yeah, I mean, when it comes into action, what are your thoughts on just, you know, furthering one's understanding of programming? Because that, that's what I would imagine. It's kind of like you're modifying programming, but, you know, what would you recommend just to the listeners about programming? Well, you know, programming is a very broad subject, right? But if you have evaluated your clients and you've built kind of some good rapport with your clients, taking into consideration what their goals and needs are is going to help you depict their program. You know, again, I talk about that kind of thoughtfulness. You know, there's one million and two billion movements out there. But again, what's the purpose of the movement? What's, what's this going to do to enhance your skills on the field, in the gym, in daily living, in functionality? You know, being able to combine all those things, what's the purpose of it? 
Yeah, I mean, that that's so important. It's just, you know, in the sense, movement competency. You know, having a relationship of the movement or an understanding of a movement and what it really does and why we are doing it. So it's like the transfer effect. You know, why are we doing it is, well, because she wants to get better at this. So that's why we're kind of doing these select movements. Oh, they want to do this. So that's why we're doing this. So he can get better at this. You know, it's, it's, and you hit the dot on that, you know, functionality. You know, you, you definitely want to be able to function in life. Everyone's not an athlete, but I've always said we have athletes. Everyone does. Everyone has like an athlete inside of them. Everyone has an animal inside of them. And we just got to release it, you know, and there's particular movements on why we do them due to the demand that they're they're asking of us as the coach. Um, but before we move on to just, you know, Al, any last comments um, just on action? Well, I think also part of action that's important is this is now where we start to work from the action items into kind of that maintenance effect, right? Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. helping your client stay accountable, helping your client stay consistent, because we can do all these action things, but we need to stay consistent with these action things. So helping your clients find sustainability. Again, the world we live in today, we like fast action. You know, I wanted it two days ago. Well, again, putting that real expectation into it of what we should, you know, we can go back to our SMART goals in a sense, um, helping them put appropriate action items into place. Yeah, that's very true. You know, it's kind of like you, you got to be that supporter to help maintain their journey as much as we can. You know, and the last one that we'll talk about, you know, of real coaching is, is learn. You know, I, I think, you know, just from hearing this, oh, learn, I, I think I kind of got like a general idea. But, you know, to the listeners, what about learning with those two C's? And this, again, they all play hand in hand with each other. You can't have one without the other in this real acronym. But learning and learning and learning. Continue to learn about your clients. Your clients are continuing to change. You know, doesn't matter what part of the phase or the program they're in, they're constantly changing. Um, habits are being formed. Behaviors are being formed. You know, we want to continue to learn about. We're continuing to always assess our clients. Your job as a coach is, that's why they're coming to you. They're coming for you to watch them, give them the information. So assessing, assessing, assessing is always taking place, whether you realize it, it's happening or not. We assess the movement. We assess their progress. We assess every aspect, and that helps us continue to learn new information or new inputs that are coming in from our clients that can help us, again, learn more about ourselves. With that, we want to continue to learn and through continued education. You know, it's one thing to get a million certifications, but or to get all these degrees, whatever it is. But are you actually obtaining the information? It's cool to have all those fun letters, but are you taking those letters, the information that's provided through textbooks, through certifications, clinics, courses, practical application, internships? Continue education to learn. You can learn more. Again, we're sponges. We're never going to know everything, but we can continue to enhance specific skills in areas to better assess and assist our clients. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so important. I do believe, you know, you want to learn as much as you can for the client. Like, that's the kind of the coaching side, but it's like a double whammy. Like, you're, you're killing two birds with one stone, kind of like in that analogy is a saying, you know, you're trying to learn as much as you can 
about the field to help serve your clients. Exactly. You know, learning different techniques on assessments. Um, you know, as a coach, as a personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, wherever you want to label yourself within that category. But there's still so much that you can do. Um, there's so much that you can actually elaborate on to get people to just move better, be pain-free, to provide healing properties for recovery procedures and all of that, you know, teaching them the basic foundation. So you need to learn that. You're like, don't be wrong. I, I, I've, I've met a lot of coaches over my career and, you know, a, a lot of, like everyone has niches. Like everyone just has for like sure. a particular, yeah. particular That's area. That, oh, it is. Like, you know, and, and I think, you know, people have like a particular area that they're like, oh, I, like, I love this. Like, I love learning about it. And, you know, if you guys have been following me for a long time, I love recovery. So just all facets of the of the recovery cycle, you know, that's what really kind of just, you know, gets my heart pumping. It, get, it gets me going. But, you know, that's I've taken a lot of time to learn about that. But don't necessarily just think that like everything that you're using you're like, oh, yep, I, I, uh, yep, I got that letter. Yep, I got that certification. But like, are you really using it? Like, are you just like, oh, I have all this information. I have all these credentials, but does it mean something? And and I think that's what really helps separate coaches. Like, really real coaches is the is understanding that you know you have all these books, have all these certifications, but are you actually utilizing the information? So in the end, I mean, that's what we wanted to talk about today in this episode was this real coaching, becoming a great coach, becoming a real coach. And we, we all need to, you know, do better. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, of my 15 plus years of being a strength and conditioning coach, a personal trainer that, you know, I have everything figured out, but I like to put myself into this real category is that I, you know, I'm taking time to build relationships. You know, I'm evaluating on a regular basis. I'm building my action plans when I need to. And, you know, I'm continuing to learn no matter what. And, you know, before we wrap up, I'll let Alex kind of just summarize and, and add any little just kind of final bullet points. But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, got to be a real coach. I think, you know, it's one thing to, hey, I always joke that it's kind of like, listen to your body, but what are we listening for? We tell ourselves to do all these things, listen, listen, listen. But we really need to do some self-assessment. So if you were to grade your coaching abilities, your coaching skills, how would you rate yourself at each one of these elements? Yeah, how would so you true. rate your and it's hard. Like it's hard to rate yourself. Grade, grade, grade yourself. And be honest and kind of embrace where you actually are. You know, grade your relationships that you're building with your clients. Do you know anything about your clients? You know, grade how you evaluate them. What information are you providing them what they're there for? Have you helped them accomplish those things? How are you learning? So continue to grade yourself within your practices. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it is one of like you kind of just mentioned, or I mentioned a little bit ago, is just, you know, it's hard to do that. You know, literally digging inside, you're like, you know, what do I really do? But I do believe people should be doing that on the regular basis. Like, at least, uh, like, uh, once a year. Like, they need to kind of have that time to, like, you know, take some time, go on a self self vacation like where it's just a, an individual that is literally just you and you're going or you're you're going into a walk in the woods you're sitting there and kind of just clearing your mind and self-reflection you know, I, yeah self-reflection and you know i i take this time to do that on a regular basis you know i'm i'm a i'm a very analytical person you know i i, I take a lot of time to to think about things but every action that i've ever 
had, you know, there's reasoning, there's rationale behind it. And, you know, having this real expectation is, is huge. You know, you know, reality, reality is a real thing. And, you know, I think people need to understand that when it comes into just the world of, you know, approaching fitness and wellness goals is that things take time, you know, and even in the world of coaching, becoming that great, that greatest coach that you can become, it takes time as well. I think lastly, really to respect the field, respect the industry, um, because again, the world we live in, everyone all of a sudden has become a fitness and wellness expert because you know we know a little bit about this, a little bit about that. But it's just like any other job. You go to a you know it's tax season. You go to a CPA to get your taxes done. You don't go to the the pilot to get them done. You know you go to the doctor when you need a health and wellness checkup. So respecting your scope of practice, respect, you know, respecting your kind of line in action there. So I think just kind of keeping that in line is uh, will be really helpful. A hundred percent. You know, I hope everyone, you know, learned something within this episode. You know, becoming a real coach is, is a big opportunity just to upgrade your practices, upgrade your programming capabilities, and just truthfully being being that that partner in crime you know i always say that you know as a coach you are a partner in crime you know you definitely want to help people as much as you can but just to wrap things up you know it was a great opportunity just to you know sit here and chat with alex on you know expanding everyone's opportunity to, to learn about real coaching hopefully you guys will continue to you know stay um, passionate within your field but make sure you guys give us a like on our, our social medias instagram obviously facebook as well follow us on youtube we have our, obviously our podcast episodes here train smart uh, make sure that you guys get everything subscribed so that you can stay up to date on all of our information but it's been an honor we will Until catch you next, next time. time see ya bye